Amazing. Do you know, I'm thinking on that 14th of March, we should have a boys' conference and call it Pierce. And we'll just, like, pierce each other's ears. That'll be fun, won't it? And then all the boys can be like, I've been to Pierce. No, let's not do that. It's a terrible idea. Um, okay, we are launching this brand new series. And to start, uh, to launch this new series, I want to tell you about my special little finger. Um, so my little finger, if you can see, um, is kind of straight on the bottom, but on the top, where the knuckle, where the kind of bend is, it's like there's a bit of a lump. It's not as straight as my other one. That happened about 10 years ago uh, when I was playing football, when I lived in Manchester. It was a really cold winter's night. I was put in goal, um, and I made an amazing save. And as I made the save, the ball hit my hand. It pushed my hand against the post, and my little finger wrapped backwards around the post. I then reflex action and, and like clenched my fist like that. And when I tried to reopen my fist, my little finger locked like that. And it had basically dislocated. So it was stuck like this. And I'm really sorry if you're, if you're squeamish. But it was really cold. And I, my hands were numb from the cold. And I didn't feel a thing. And I was like, the game has carried on. I am not going to stop. So I grabbed the top of my little finger and I popped it back in because um, I am solid. Um, and I did that, carried on playing. Then on the way home, I'm gripping the steering wheel and I go to change gear. And basically what had happened is my little finger had become dislocated again and had locked around the steering wheel. So I was unable to change gear. So what I had to do was peel my little finger off the steering wheel, pop it back in again, and change gear and carry on the whole way home. Like that night, I went to bed. My hand, all the squeamish bits have gone now. You can you can stress, uh, stop stressing. Um, I then went home. My hand was really sore. The next day, I got up. I went into work, and I was like, my hand is killing from that thing last night where my finger just kept locking. It was weird. And I told a colleague of mine, and I said, look, this happened. Explain the whole story. And I was like, do you think I need to go to the hospital? And she was like, Andy. Don't be such a wimp. And I was like, you're right. I am not a wimp. I'm not going to the hospital for this. Um, so I just like kind of grim and bared it and got on with it. And after about a week, it stopped hurting. But after about three months, I realized that my finger hadn't gone back to normal. And it was worse than it currently is. And I'll tell you why later. But it kind of was constantly bent like that. And, and it's hard because me... My ring finger's trying to get involved with the action here, but um, my, little my little finger was constantly bent like that. And after about three months, it, it had stopped hurting, but I couldn't straighten it any better than that. So what I did was I decided to go to the doctors to get it looked at. And they said, yeah, you probably dislocated it on the night, and that's what happened. Um, and if you'd have come and seen us on the night, we'd have been able to sort it out for you. Um, there's very little that we can do, but we can try and straighten it out for you. So they gave me like this little hand thing, and every night I had to put my hand in this like like plastic thing and strap my finger into it to try and force it down to straighten it out. And I had to wear this like this like little sleeve on my little finger to loosen the muscles and the tendons. Um, and I went on like a holiday with my best mates. Um, and it was like the most embarrassing thing that every night before bed I had to go, I've got to put my hand strap on. And I had to put this like really loser hand strap on. But the thing is, right, is I often, I look at that little finger and with its little bump, and I call it my special little finger, but I look at it and think, if only I could go back in time 
and make a different decision that night. If only I could go back in time and just go, Andy, you know your fingers just dislocated around the steering wheel. Go to the flipping hospital. You're not a wimp. Like, I wish I could go and talk to my old self. And you see, that decision wasn't necessarily right or wrong. It was just a little bit dumb. And often in life, we face decisions that are um, are not just right or wrong, but require us to make a decision of judgment. You see, there are some decisions that it's really clear what the right thing to do or what the wrong thing to do. If you're stood in a shop and you're thinking about stealing sweets, the obvious answer is don't steal the sweets. But sometimes there are decisions in life where the answer isn't so clear. So maybe when it comes to lying, like you might think, oh, well, it's obvious we should never lie. But what if what if somebody asks me a question and the truth will really hurt their feelings? What if Janine invited me round to their house for tea and cooked me some food and I, I put one mouthful in my mouth and thought, this is disgusting. And then Janine goes, Andy, what do you think of the food? Is it okay to lie in that situation? Because if I go, Janine, it is flipping horrible. What are you doing with your life? Like, that's going to hurt Janine's feelings. So is it okay in that situation to lie? Maybe when it comes to like obeying your parents and sometimes your, your parents might ask you to do things and you think that actually doesn't make that much sense. Maybe, maybe you've decided to follow Jesus but your parents haven't yet made that decision. And sometimes your parents say you're not allowed to go to church. Is it okay to disobey your parents in that situation? I don't know. What about when it comes to like relationships and particularly when it comes to like the physical side of relationships? Like what, what about when it comes to that? You see, if you're a Christian, the Bible's really clear about not having sex outside of marriage. But what about all the other stuff, all the other exciting little bits of bobs that we get to do in the build-up to sex? Which is allowed and which isn't allowed? Like how far is too far? And we're going to do a series on that after Easter, which you can all look forward to. But you know, these, these kind of decisions, like, there aren't, there's not necessarily a clear, all the, all the year seven and eight boys are like, <laughs> he said sex. Um, you know, when sometimes in life we face these decisions where the answer isn't obvious, where it's not obvious and clear how we make those decisions. And you see, what we're asking through this series is how do you make decisions when the answer isn't obvious? Because when you make decisions, it is a big deal. Your decision-making process is a big deal because here's the thing, what you do now will affect your later. That's why the series is called Now and Later. You see, what you do now, the decisions that you make with your life now will and can affect your future. And sometimes our decisions like that we make now affect our now and affect us immediately, but so often they affect our later, our future, our, you know, the, what's going to happen in a week, a month, or in a year time. And we want to we wanna look at how can you make decisions that will give you the best outcomes both now and later. We want to ask the question, how can we make decisions that help us invo- avoid unnecessary mistakes in the future? And you see, the Bible has a word for this kind of decision-making process, and it's called wisdom. And um, through this series through the series now and later, we're going to look at the book of Proverbs. Remember, we keep saying that the Bible's not just one book, but it's loads of books books put together. Um, And the book of Proverbs is full of loads of really wise sayings. And it's written by a guy called King Solomon. And up uh, at that time, King Solomon 
was known as being one of the wisest people who has ever lived. And he wrote the book of Proverbs. He wrote all these wise sayings. And we're going to look at a bunch of them right throughout this series. And the verse that we're going to look at, the Proverbs that we're going to look at today, help us make wise choices, but they'll also help us avoid the bad results of bad choices. And it says this in Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. It's going to come up on the screen. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Let's, let's break it down into, into three little sections. And the first bit says, trust in the Lord, trust God. I want to encourage you to trust the one who made you. Trust the one who made the world and everything in it because he is trustworthy. He created it. He knows everything and everyone and how it all works. You know, if you're not a Christian, let me say to you, um, if you could put your phone away, that would be amazing. Um, That's not what I want to say to you if you're not a Christian. (laughs) If you're not a Christian, let me say to you that God is trustworthy. You can trust God with your life. God will never let you down. Humans and human relationships will always in some way, shape or form let you down. But God is trustworthy and you can totally trust him with your life and with the decisions that you make. And some of you this weekend just gone made that decision that you were going to trust God with your life. You know, God loves you so much. He really cares about you and you can trust him. The next bit says, don't lean on your own understanding. Don't trust your own understanding and you know this feels like if we can have the next slide up this feels like a weird thing to say because often the world says to us trust your gut trust if it if it feels right then do it and get on with it but you know it kind of like if you think about it how many times have you made an instinctive reaction to something and it ended up being the wrong thing to do you know in the moment in the emotion of it it feels like the right thing to do but actually It ends up being the wrong thing to do. It's kind of uh, like this. If you imagine that this cotton reel is every decision that you've ever made in your life and every experience that you've ever gone through, and I'm now thinking I probably should have used wool so you could actually see the thread, but, you know, we'll do it next time. Um, You see, and, and imagine every time you make a decision about your life, every time you face an experience, it's almost like another wrap goes around the reel And every time you gain experience and every time you grow in maturity and go through something and make a decision, it's more and more wrapped around it. And this becomes to represent your understanding, your wisdom, your your experience of the world. If this represents you, then this jar of cotton reels represents God. Because you're what, like... 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, maybe a bit older. You see, the age of God is infinite. And you see, every, every decision that you make, every experience that you go through, God's seen you go through it, and he's seen other people go through it right throughout the history of time. You see, if this represents your understanding, then this probably represents God's understanding. And you see, if you're going to look at who's worth looking to to the understanding, who are you going to look to? Your own or God's infinite understanding? It's like, imagine eight-year-old you making decisions for you today. Like, imagine how chaotic your life would be if eight-year-old you made decisions for you today. Like, because you wouldn't, 
like if you're 16 and you're deciding what to go and study in college and you're going to sit your GCSEs this summer, like imagine eight-year-old you sitting your exams. Like you would not let that happen because eight-year-old you hasn't gained the experience um, that you have now. And imagine, like imagine eight-year-old you deciding who you're going to go out with. Like you just would not let that happen, would you? Because you have gained understanding. You've grown in wisdom. You've grown in your experience. And you see, it's the same with us and God. Don't lean on just our own understanding and our own experience, but lean on God's understanding and wisdom. And then the next bit uh, goes on to say, and all your ways submit to him. You see, it, it basically means, like, get God involved in every aspect of your life. Get God involved in everything that goes on. And it says, if, if you do, he will make your paths straight. In fact, another translation of it, uh, in the New Living Translation, it says, seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And you see, it's not, Solomon's not saying if you follow God and, and choose to live in the way that he, he calls you to live, that there won't be any problems. He's saying when you're faced with a difficult decision, trust God, don't lean on your own understanding, get him involved, and he will show you the right path to take in your life. You see, I think trusting God is the wisest thing that you can do with your life. And if I was to sum it up in one sentence of what I want you to take home tonight and remember, and we'll stick this on Insta later, it is this. Wisdom now can help you miss mistakes later. Applying wisdom to your life now will help you miss mistakes later. You see, difficult decisions are made by using wisdom. And Solomon is basically saying, trust God, seek his wisdom for your situation, and get him involved in your journey. So how on earth do we do that? Very quickly, I want to tell you three things of how you can do that. You can look at the Bible. You know, we're going to look at the book of uh, Proverbs, and we're going to, you know, track with us with this series. We're actually going to start putting the cruise talks out on podcasts. So if you're not able to be here for a week, then you can catch up with the talks. But track with this series. We're going to look at the wisdom that's in Proverbs. But you can also read the gospel because Jesus was a flippin' wise fella as well. And if you read the stories of Jesus and what he did with his life, you will glean wisdom and understanding. And the second thing that you can do is talk to your crew leaders. And, you know, your leaders are here not just to make sure everything runs smoothly and you don't set fire to the building. And we're here because we want to journey with you. We want to offer you our wisdom and our understanding and our experience. Like we want to we wanna chat with you. We want to help you to grow in wisdom. And you know, if you're a Christian, I genuinely think applying wisdom to your life is like 50% of the battle of following Jesus for the rest of your life. And we want to help you to do that. And then the final thing that you can do is a, like a, get wisdom from your crew's discussion groups, the other people in your crew, the other people that you hang around with, you can get wisdom from them because they're going through some of the same stuff that you are going through. You see, making wise choices now gives us the best shot at avoiding mistakes later on. So think about this. What if you did this? What if you did apply wisdom to your life? What if you did look to trust God and not, not lean on your own understanding and get him involved in your life. What is the worst that could happen? And then think about this. What if you didn't apply it? 
what do you stand to lose if you don't apply it? You know, I think each and every one of us in the room and each and every one of you, you owe it to yourself to find out this, whether wisdom now can help you miss mistakes later. I'm going to pray, and then Hannah's going to come up and tell us what to do next. God, I thank you that you care about us, that you, uh, you know that, we are, uh, that you are trustworthy, um, and that you want to be involved in every step of our lives. God, I pray that as we go into our discussion groups now, as we look to unpack this further, God, I pray uh, that you would help us to begin to figure out how we can apply your wisdom to our life. God, I pray that we'd have a fantastic night in cruise. Uh, amen. <laughs>